Campfire Classics is a classic literature podcast. However, your hosts will occasionally use not-so-classy language and immature humor to describe very mature situations. As such, listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Ken Sandberg. And I'm Heather Michelle Waller. Welcome to Campfire Classics, where we try to read those books that look really good on your show. We're literally by a fire in the mountains of the Poconos, so we're coming to you in nature, y'all. This is a down-dirty, uncut version. (laughs) Woo! This is this is going to be a, a a strange, different sort of version of this show. Uh, if you're hearing some sound in the background, that's because what you're hearing is a literal campfire. In fact, uh, I'm going to take a picture to right now it. that is uh, Heather and our microphone in front of the campfire that we are recording this episode. There it is. Just took it. Uh, So that picture is up on our Instagram and might even be the image that gets uploaded with this at least episode. the fire will be um, yeah. at least the fire will be there so yeah so you're you're hearing um you're hearing a much more authentic campfire classics than usual and you're going to hear this uh well, this is unless, how it was born this is how it was born you're going to hear it in its original yeah i guess in its original format i mean we used to bring agatha christie short stories camping with us and read them by the campfire so this is like this is the this is the OG. This is the this is it. Yeah. This is this is where she was born. Uh, for the sake of authenticity and keeping it real, we're back to the old blue. We don't have the Shure mics. Yeah. We've got the Yeti. Because uh, we're sharing. We're just making. We want to catch the ambience. Yeah. We want to catch the birds chirping right now and all this stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this is this is going to be um that kind of episode. It'll probably be maybe it'll be a little shorter than usual. I think. I well, think the, that's likely. The story is a little shorter. I've selected a shorter story. Um. Uh, but before we jump into what we do, I don't know. Do you have any recaps of the week that you want to go over? I mean, we How just you doing? we uh, the week has been fine. I mean, it was you know I saw your show again. It was great. I uh, worked a couple times, and uh, but what we've been looking forward to this week is ber- uh, Ken's birthday trip, which is what this is, and we are in a Airbnb up in the mountains um, in Dingman's Ferry. Uh, <laughs> Dingman. Dingman. <laughs> um, by this in this beautiful Airbnb, um, we will put the link to this Airbnb in the show notes. Sure. Because you should stay here. It is such a gorgeous little cabin. Like it could sleep up to like seven people if you put someone on the couch. Yeah. Like it's six people comfortably because there are three bedrooms and two bathrooms, and then they have this beautiful backyard with like all this like stone built up fire pit and a, a grill and it's just it's and we went hiking today at Bushkill Falls which Beautiful. was stunning they call it the Niagara of the Poconos the one main uh, waterfall is crazy and then like you get to see like 10 waterfalls it's yeah. like stunning and and beautiful hiking and because it's fall we're getting all the beautiful colors, and yeah, so it's just so been a, many reds and oranges and yellows, and yeah. nice clear day. Yeah, it, yeah, the sky. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's so blue. We'll post some of these pictures on our Instagram just to 
to prove it to prove the facts. Yep. And then tomorrow we're going apple and pumpkin picking. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a very uh, Octobery Autumnal. sort of autumnal day uh, for us here at Campfire Classics, and we decided we'd bring it to you raw and uncut. Yeah, that's how uh, we like as, it. As close to like, we, I like my <laughs> stories like I like my drugs. Raw and Raw uncut. And uncut. <laughs> I like my drugs like I like my penises. Raw and uncut. Woo! <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's a Tinder profile right there. <laughs> I kind of regret my life now. <laughs> Because we're not editing this story. Nope. So, hi everybody. Yeah, I hope I read well because this is you're gonna get the you're gonna get the authentic Heather read here. Uh, so, in honor of the season, in honor of the fact that I am like ninety percent sure this is gonna be the last episode that we drop before Halloween. I thought we would do a well. It's it's one of our more well known authors, so I'm not even gonna bother with any fun facts this time because y'all know who this guy is. Uh, he's um, sort of the the king of classic horror, Mr. Edgar Allan Poe. Yay! Wrote uh, a lot of short stories that a lot of people know. You may have read this one before. You just rhymed. You didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Edgar Allan Poe. He wrote a lot of short stories that you probably know. Um, <laughs> it's possible you, you, dear listener, have read this one before. If you oh. have, uh, well, I mean, because it's Poe, so like. Well, yes. You know. Yes. Um, uh, if you have, um, you can skip this episode, but I don't think you should. I think you should listen to hear the particular way that Heather reads it, um, and the particular way that we add levity to the terror that is the Telltale Heart. Oh my god. I think I read this, like, in high school. Because it was definitely, like, in one of those, like, literature classes I took. Right. But I don't think I've read it since high school. Good. I know there's something, there's a heartbeat somewhere. <laughs> but that's just, like, general, like, that's, that's just sort human of, knowledge because it's think such you, a famous story. I think you know that if you've watched The Simpsons. Yeah, because The Simpsons parody it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yay, well, uh, this will be fun. So this this will be a good one. And I would say let's start this fire. But, hey, listener, as did. you can tell. Shh. That fire is already going. So, uh, off we go into a world of terror and panic and psychological thrills with Edgar Allan Poe's A Telltale Heart. Here we go, y'all. Oh, look at the birds. Y'all, it's gonna be scary. Just, just come closer if you need a hug. Okay. The Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. True, nervous. Very, very dreadfully nervous I had been, and am. But why will you say that I am mad? Because you are. <laughs> hey, anxiety does not make you crazy. <laughs> I mean, it does make you crazy, but like not in the like old way they said crazy. <laughs> I speak from experience. The disease had sharpened my senses, not destroyed, not dulled them. Above all was the sense of hearing acute. I heard all things in the heaven and in the earth. I heard many things in hell. How then am I mad? Hearken? Hearken. Hearken. Harken? Harken, yeah. But it's spelled Hearken. Yeah. Hearken. <laughs> He's here. 
Good boy. Here, Ken. Uh, not for nothing, but I think if I heard everything in heaven and in earth and in hell, I'd go crazy, too. Well, yes, that's called anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our brains. Hearken and observe how healthily, how calmly I can tell you the whole story. If you have to preface that you're going to say it healthily, you're probably not very healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Once again... I know this is going to sound crazy, but bear but, with me. But I'm not. It is impossible to say how first the idea entered my brain, but once convinced, it haunted me day and night. Object there was none. Probably object. Object, yeah. Object there was none. Passion there was none. I loved the old man. Is this a, this a grinder, grinder-like situation? <laughs> like, he had never wronged me. He had never given me insult. For his gold, I had no desire. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay, gold digger. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I love the old man who had uh, lots of money, and uh, but I, I didn't want it. It's okay. I didn't okay. want it. He just had it. He just had it, and, and I happened to like be all about him. It's okay. And he was nice to me, and he didn't say mean things to me. And he didn't and make me sleep loaded. with him. I just snuggled him. It's fine. It's like the dream relationship in New York City. For his gold, I had no desire. I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. He just had the one, though. <laughs> he had the eye of a vulture, a pale blue eye with a film over it. Whenever it fell upon me, my blood ran cold, and so by degrees, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man and thus rid myself of the eye forever. Wait, what? It's the eye of the vulture. It's the terror in the night. Holy shit, that took a turn. Yeah, I didn't like how the old dude looked at me, so I decided to fucking murder him. I thought he loved him. (laughs) I thought he liked him. He literally just said, I like the guy. I yeah. love the guy. Yeah. Wow. But he, had, but he had an ugly eye. Love makes you do crazy things. Well, no. I'm sorry. He's not crazy. We, 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 we learned that earlier. He's not crazy. He just hears everything. Fuck. He, this, ooh, this is not good. This I'm not is, crazy. I just decided to kill a guy because I didn't like how he looked at eye. me. Literally, I just decided to kill him because I didn't like how he looked at me. <sighs> okay. This is not going to go well for him. All right. Nor should it, if this is what he's doing. Now, this is the point. You fancy me mad. Yep, sure do. Madmen know nothing. But you should have seen me. You should have seen how wisely I proceeded, with what caution, with what foresight, with what dissimulation? Dissimulation. Dissimulation. I went to work. I was never kinder to the old man than during the whole week before I killed him. Okay, this is what a serial killer does. My guy, you're not sounding more sane. No, you're making yourself sound calculated. It's premeditated now. It wasn't just a rage killing or like, blah. It's like, I planned it and I was, it's like, uh, don't let a sheep see the knife before you kill it because it makes the meat tough. That's what he's doing to this old guy. Wait, did he eat the old guy, too? I don't know. I don't remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but he's not crazy. Okay. I was never kinder than old man the whole week before I killed him, and every night, about midnight, I turned the latch of his door and opened it, oh, so gently. 
And then, when I had made an opening sufficient for my head, I put in a dark lantern, all closed, closed, that no light shone out, and then I thrust in my head. Oh, you would have laughed to see how cunningly I thrust it in. <laughs> Dude. I mean, at least he was being nice before he thrust it in. He cunningly thrust it in but so much that you laugh at it. But sometimes you want the lights on. <laughs> you want you want to see it all. He, but he didn't want to see the eye. Not the eye. Not the eye. Oh, my God. I moved it slowly. <laughs> so he thrust it in and moved thrust it. Thrust it in cunningly and moved it slowly. And moved yeah. it slowly. Very very slowly. Sure, you don't want to be done too fast. So that I might not disturb the old man's sleep. Well, that's rude. Now now this is just sounding like a sexual assault. At least he didn't wake him up. Jesus Christ. That makes it better, right? This is a weird kink. <laughs> uh, uh, so that I might not disturb the old man's sleep. It took me an hour to place my whole head within the opening so far that I could see him as he lay upon his bed. That is the creepiest fucking thing I've ever read in my life, I think. He took an hour to open the door just enough for his head. That's insanity. And then he goes, the next line is, ha, would a madman have been so wise as this? Yes. Yes, that's insane. Yes, the answer is yes. That's absolutely insane. <sighs> Methinks the lady doth protest too much. Methinks you need some meds. It's okay. <laughs> And then, when my head was well in the room, I undid the lantern cautiously, oh, so cautiously, cautiously, for the hinges creaked. I undid it just so much that a single thin ray fell upon the vulture eye. And this I did for seven long nights, every night, just at midnight. But I found the eye always closed, so it was impossible to do the work. For it was not the old man who vexed me, it was his evil eye. And every morning, when the day broke, I went boldly into the chamber and spoke courageously to him, calling him by name in a hearty tone, and inquiring how he has, pa how he has passed the night. So you would see, he would have been very pro So you see... He would have been a very profound old man indeed to suspect that every night, just at 12, I looked in upon him while he slept. Every night for a week, instead of sleeping... I woke up... You spend hours... Creeping on this creeping old man. Creeping on this old man. Hoping that his eye will be open so you can go in and kill him? That's so fucking creepy. That's not okay. <laughs> he just was hoping... He would walk in, but he was making sure not to wake him, but he wanted the eye open. That's fucking weird. Like, I know that Poe is supposed to, like, I know he's weird. We read The Black Cat. I, I know ooh. that Poe is weird and creepy, but, like, dude, you have to know that these are not the actions of a stable man. That's not. Not talking to Poe. Obviously, Poe knows what he's doing. I'm talking to our narrator, yes. who is a fictional character, and obviously talking to a fictional character is the actions of a stable man. I'm very stable. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> Stop looking at me. Back to the story. Upon the eighth night, I was more than usually cautious in opening the door. A watch's minute hand, a watch's minute hand moves more quickly than did mine. 
Never before that night had I felt the extent of my own powers, of my sag sagacity. sagacity. Ooh, what's that mean? Uh, to to be sage is about like the wisdom that wisdom. comes with age. Yeah. So sagacity, or yeah, I guess it'd be sagacity, is like my own cleverness. Wow. Good thing he's humble, too. (laughs) He is moving so slowly that he cannot be seen, which means he has gone to the Drax School of Invisibility. Yeah. It's like, if I'm moving slow enough, no one can see me. I'm moving so slowly as to be completely invisible. No, I can see you. You just ate a potato chip. No, I didn't. (laughs) Drax. what What a gift. That actor he's just a kid. yeah anyway uh, where is it okay I could scarcely contain my feelings of triumph to think that there was opening there I was opening the door little by little and he not even to dream of my secret deeds or thoughts I fairly chuckled at the idea and perhaps he heard me for he moved on the bed suddenly as if startled Now, you may think that I drew back, but no. His room was as black as pitch with the thick darkness, for the shutters were close-fastened through fear of robbers. Well, good thing he fears robbers. He doesn't know the crazy man's in the house. No, his roommate was the problem. It's like the call is coming from from inside the house. Yeah, right. And so I knew that he could not see the opening of the door, and I kept pushing on it steadily, steadily. I had my head in and was about to open the lantern when my thumb slipped upon the tin fastening and the old man sprang up in bed crying out, Who's there? I kept quiet still and said nothing. For a whole hour, I did not move a muscle. And in the meantime, I did not hear him lie down. He was still sitting up in the bed listening just as I have done night after night, hearkening to the death watches in the wall. This is terrifying. He just stood there for like an hour in the dark. Also, the guy didn't turn any lights on. I would tur- I would light a lantern. Well, if he's if he's afraid there's someone there, maybe he doesn't want to move and like bump into the someone in the night. Also, our narrator just admitted he frequently stays up at night listening to the walls, to the walls in talk. his own I know. room. Yeah, he's not he needs some serious help (laughs) presently i heard a slight groan and i knew it was the groan of mortal terror it was not a groan of pain or of grief oh no it was the low stifled sound that arises from the bottom of the soul when overcharged with awe i knew the sound well many a night just at midnight when all the world slept it had welled up in me from my own bosom deepening with the deepening with its dreadful echo the terrors that distracted me I say I knew it well I knew what the old man felt and pitied him although I chuckled at heart what a fucking crazy psycho oh my god I don't remember any of this from when I read it this is terrifying uh pitying I knew that he had been lying awake ever since the first the fart Well, that would wake him. Sometimes farts wake you up. Have you been woken up by a fart? I absolutely have. I like wake up and I'm like... 
Yes. Oh, and then I'm like, oh, I hope. Usually my own. Oh, no. Absolutely yeah. by my own. I'm not talking about someone else. <laughs> my own. And then you're like, oh, my God. Was that me? Did they hear that? Like, <laughs> I've definitely woken up next to you when I farted at night. And I'm like, oh, that was loud. And I'm not a farter. <laughs> okay. Here we go. We're, we're, we're stoking the fire here. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, get that log going. Woo! Oh, that's so warm. Ooh, listener, I hope you can hear that. That's nice. I'm picking up the sound change. That's beautiful. All right, so he lies awake at night and is pitying the old man. Okay, but he's chuckling at heart. I knew that he had been lying awake. Oh, wait, no, that's right. Okay. Yeah. No, that's right. I knew he had been lying awake ever since the first slight noise when he had turned in his bed. His fears had been ever since growing upon him. He had been trying to fancy them causeless, but could not. He had been saying to himself, Oh, it's it's nothing but the wind in the chimney. It is only a, a mouse crossing the floor. Or it's merely a cricket. A cricket? It's merely a cricket which has made a single chirp. Yes, he had been trying to comfort himself with these suppositions, but he had found all in vain, all in vain, because death, in approaching him, had stalked with his black shadow before him and enveloped the victim. And it was the mournful influence of the unperceived shadow that caused him to feel, although he never saw or heard, to feel the presence of my head within the room. When I had waited a long time, very patiently, without hearing him lie down, I resolved to open I resolved to open a little, a very, very little crevice in the lantern. So I opened it. You cannot imagine how stealthily, stealthily, until at length a simple dim ray like the thread of the spider shot from out the crevice and fell upon the vulture eye. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, this is so horrible. It was open. Wide, wide open. Yeah, because you woke him up. Because you woke him up and he's been staring into the darkness for an hour because he can tell someone's staring at him. That's the worst feeling. What a weirdo. It was open, wide, wide open, and I grew furious as I gazed upon it. I saw it with perfect distinctness, all a dull blue with a hideous veil over it that chilled the very marrow in my bones. But I could not, but I could see nothing else of the old man's face or person, for I had directed the ray as if by instinct, precisely upon the damned spot. And have I not told you that what you mistake for madness is but over-acuteness of the sense? Now I say, there came to my ears a low, dull, quick sound, such as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. What the fuck noise is that? <laughs> That's weird. That is a weird reference, dude. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the heartbeat, right? Because it's a steady. It's steady. Well, and it dump, it dims it, it, I guess. Yeah. If it, if the watch ticks. Yeah. 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 As opposed to, I wrapped it in cotton and then smashed his yeah. head with it. Yeah. 
which I'm assuming he's about to do. I knew the sound well. It was the beating of the old yeah. man's heart. It increased my fury as the beating of a drum stimulates the soldier into courage. But even yet I refrained and still, but even yet I refrained and kept still. I scarcely breathed. I held the lantern motionless. I tried how steadily I could maintain the ray upon the eve. Meantime, the hellish tattoo of the heart increased. It grew quicker and quicker and louder and louder every instant. The old man's terror must have been extreme. It grew louder. I say louder every moment. Do you mark me well? Yeah, you keep repeating yourself. <laughs> Got it. The heartbeat grew louder. And louder every moment. D did you hear me? <laughs> I have told you that I am nervous, so I am. <laughs> he wants to make sure we understand. How nice of him to make sure we understand his murder plot. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. I got nervous. I feel like this is the guy, like, on the witness stand. Like, he, they're like, okay, we need your entire, we need your story. Go. We're going to record. Like, that's what it feels like. And then they're going to hang him because he committed cold-blooded fucking murder. committed premeditated murder <laughs> like, and then got so nervous that he confessed to the whole fucking thing. Yeah, like, here we go. Uh, where was I? Ba, 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 louder. Do you mark me well? I have told you that I am nervous, so I am. And now, at the dead hour of the night, amid the dreadful silence of that old house, so strange a noise as this excited me to uncontrollable terror. Yet, for some minutes longer, I refrained and stood there. But the beating grew louder. Louder. I thought the heart must burst. And now a new anxiety seized me. The sound, the sound would be heard by a neighbor. The old man's hour had come. With a loud yell, I threw open the lantern and leaped into the room. He shrieked once, only once. And in an instant, I dragged him to the floor and pulled the heavy bed over him, then smiled gaily to find the deed so far done. But for many minutes, the heart beat on with a... But for many minutes, the heart beat on with a muffled sound. This, however, did not vex me. It would not be heard through the wall. At length, it ceased. The old man was dead. I removed the bed and examined the corpse. He just threw his bed on top of this guy? Yeah, he suffocated him. He's fuck. Suffocated him with a bed. With a mattress. Yep. Like, fuck, man. He decided he really wanted to one-up Othello. Yeah, right. That's a very it's a very Othello moment yeah. of like he's like he's like you did it with a pillow? Well, I'm going to do it with a mattress, bitch. <laughs> All right. This old man's dead. I I hope he gets haunted. I removed the bed and examined the corpse. Yes, he was stone stone dead. I placed my hand upon the heart and held it there for many minutes. There was no pulsation. He was stone dead. His eye would trouble me no more. Why didn't he just pluck his eye out, man? He's like, I'm going to kill him. No, taking someone's eye would be mean. Well, he's clearly, I think it's he's already blind in that eye, isn't he? Uh, isn't that the, like, that's clear blue with the glass? Like, I, I assume I'm assuming so. it's yeah, a glass eye or an eye that's already been blinded. Like, I mean, at least the guy would be alive. 
When I write my memoirs, I want to title it One-Upping Othello. I don't know if you want that. That sounds horrible. (laughs) Then I'm going to entitle mine One-Upping Iago. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. One-Upping Lady M. What? (laughs) Shit. Okay. One-Upping Hannibal. Uh, okay. If you still think me mad. Yep. Yep, definitely. Never, never didn't not think you were mad. All right. If you still think me mad, you will think no longer when I describe the wise precautions I took for the concealment of the body. That again, seems unlikely. Again, again. Sh- proving that you had a plan to hide it all makes you more mad, sir. <laughs> Just going to point that out. Okay. This is like if Jeffrey Dahmer was like, no, 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 I'm not crazy. Totally Listen sane. Listen to how carefully I planned this whole thing out. Totally sane, motherfuckers. Okay. It, uh, the night waned, and I worked hastily, but in silence. First of all, oh, God, oh, God. First of all, I dismembered the corpse. Fucking shit. Oh, I cut off the head and the arms and the legs. This makes you absolutely insane. Oh my god. It's like Hitler going, "No, I'm not I'm not <gasps> crazy. I planned the whole thing." Oh my god. That's the worst. Like he's dead and then he continues to torture this like body after it's dead. Oh my god. Ugh. I then took up three planks from the flooring of the chamber and deposited all between the scantlings. Yeah, you didn't really think this through, buddy. Just because you cut the body apart doesn't mean it doesn't rot. You can't just throw the body in the floor, you dumbass. You didn't need to cut everything up. You could have just put it all on the floor. Well, it would have been harder to move and, you know, harder to... New log? Sure. Give me a stick. We're just adjusting the fire, friends. There you go. I think I have a better angle on it. Or not. There she goes. There she goes. Okay, we're back. Now the guy's dead and he has dismembered the body if you'd forgotten this horrible image that that Poe has put in our brains. Okay. I then took up the three floorboards in the flooring of the chamber and deposited all between the scantlings. I then replaced the boards so cleverly, so cunningly, that no human eye, not even his, could have detected anything wrong. Yeah, because he's dead. Well, he he's can't dead. Anything. Let the eye alone, bitch. There was nothing to wash out, no stain. How did. How did he dismember the body? I'll bet he's going to tell us. Okay, good. I mean, not good, but... No stain of any kind, no blood spot whatsoever. I had been too wary for that. A tub had caught all. Ha-ha! I love that it says, ha-ha! Hey, dude. When you're writing down your confession, you can just laugh. You don't have to say (laughs) laugh. Although there is a little part of me that wishes he had been like... No, there was no blood. I was too clever for that. I put him in the tub. LOL. (laughs) Did y'all know Edgar Allan Poe created LOL? (laughs) And it was the telltale heart. You didn't even know. (laughs) He's like, 
<laughs> I there was no blood to be found. It was all in the tub. Laugh out loud. <laughs> I'm definitely not crazy. <laughs> winky face. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, eggplant emoji. I don't I just wanted that reaction. To Whole <laughs> other story. If this is all giving him the eggplant emoji, well, clearly I think it is. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see what happens. Kind of giving me the little poopy emoji. Yeah, it's <laughs> the happy poop. <laughs> it's kind of giving me the the this the the happy face where the two hands cover the thing. It's like because <laughs> like, I've done that a couple times where it's just been like ah. All right, let's find out what happens. Hey, listeners, when you write in after this episode and tell us what you thought of this live recording, please also let us know what emoji this story made you feel. Yeah. Thank you. When I had made an end of these labors, it was four o'clock, still dark as midnight. As the bell sounded the hour, there came a knocking at the street door. I went down to open it with a light heart, for what had I now to fear? There entered three men who introduced themselves with perfect civil suavity, 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 suavity. What a fabulous word! Suavity. Why, hello there. Hello. I am a police officer. How are you doing? My name is Officer <laughs> Rockhard. Officer Eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay, with perfect suavity as officers of the police. How'd they get there so fast? Who called them? That's a good because there's no, like, I mean, they're telephones, but, like, they're, like, the old, like, you have to, like, call the operator. Yeah. Yeah, ooh. Ooh, somebody heard something. Guess he wasn't so smooth after all. We'll see. Ha-ha, LOL. A A shriek had been heard by a neighbor during the night. Well, there it is. See? Not so smooth, bitch. Suspicion of foul play had been aroused. Information had been lodged by the police office, and they, the officers, had been deputed to search the premises. I smiled. For what had I to fear? I bade the gentlemen welcome. The shriek, I said, was my own in a dream. The old man, I mentioned, was absent in the country. I took my visitors all over the house. I bade them search, search well. I led them at length to his chamber. I showed them his treasures, secure, undisturbed. In the enthusiasm of my confidence, I brought chairs into the room and desired them here to rest from their fatigues, while I myself, in the wild audacity of my perfect triumph, placed my own seat upon the very spot beneath which reposed the corpse of the victim. The officers were satisfied. My manner had convinced them. I was singular I was singularly at ease. They sat, and while I answered cheerily, they chatted of familiar things, but ere long I felt myself getting pale and wished them gone. My head ached and I fancied a ringing in my ears. But still they sat and still chatted. The ringing became more distinct. It continued and became more distinct. I I talked more freely to get rid of the feeling, but it it continued and gained defiant definiteness, Mm -hmm. definiteness, until at length I found that the noise was not within my ears. (laughs) That's what you get for being a cocky dick, motherfucker. 
He's like, here, let's sit in this old man's room that is out of the country. I should not even be here anyway. Um, and we're just going to, like, hang out. It's called guilt. I guess you're not as crazy as, as originally intended. Yeah, but. this is one of those... Um, <coughs> You're over-explaining the situation. Yeah, yeah. No doubt, I now grew very pale. But I talked more fluently and with a heightened voice. Yet the sound increased, and what could I do? It was a low, dull, quick sound. Much such a sound as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. I gasped for breath, and yet the officers heard it not. I talked more quickly, more vehemently, but the noise steadily increased. I rose and argued about trifles. There Wasn't that in the No, no, that was a different thing. We we played a game last night and it Box talked one, about yes. trifles. Anyway. Yeah. That was a uh um Arthur Conan Doyle's story. Yes, but trifles are also recommended in the one Susan Glaspell story that we abandoned while trying to read it for this yes. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Trifles trifles abound. Trifles are important. Don't ignore the trifles. Don't ignore trifles. I arose and argued about trifles in a high key and with violent gesticulations, but the noise steadily increased. Why would they not be gone? I paced the floor to and fro with heavy strides as if excited to fury by the observations of the men, but the noise steadily increased. Oh, God! What could I do? foamed, I raved, I swore, I swung the chair upon which I had been sitting and grated it upon the boards, but the noise arose over all and continually increased, increased, it grew louder and louder and louder, and still the men chatted pleasantly and smiled. What? Was it possible that they heard not? Almighty God, no, no, they heard, they, they suspected, they, they knew. They were making a mockery of my horror, this I thought, and this I think, but anything was better than this agony. Anything was more tolerable than this derision. I could bear those hypocritical smiles no longer. I felt that I must scream or die, and now again, hark, louder, 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 louder! Villains! I shrieked. Dissemble no more! I admit the deed! Tear up the planks! Here, here! Here it is, the beating of his hideous heart. The end. Doom, doom. Oh, I didn't know I was going to get there so quickly. It like it just like was like, wow. He 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 did not um hold up the the guise of I'm all good for very these, long. These are these are the actions of a very sane and stable man. <laughs> Perhaps even the sanest, <laughs> oh, most stable. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> shit. Well, no. Um, what I really want to see now is a uh, an adaptation, a stage adaptation or film adaptation or whatever of this, of this story from the point of view of the cops. <laughs> so all it is is these, these cops show up at a house and they're like, hey, we had a noise complaint. And they're greeted by a guy who smiles at them and is like, oh, I had a bad dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Here, come on in. Let me show you around the place. Everything's fine. This is my roommate. He's out of town for right now. Um, you can see nothing has been disturbed. Here, why don't you have a seat? But no, just take a seat. Can I get anything for you? No, have a seat. No, it's fine. Listen. No, so my roommate said, fuck, I did it. It was me. 
it could actually start like at the police station when they get the call. Like so, like honestly, people watching it wouldn't know it was Telltale Heart because like that is a very I mean people know the story mm-hmm. but they know it because the narrator tells the story right it's it's the so story of guilt it would be very interesting to like the story of like watching someone descend into madness yeah. well you don't know what's you going on you don't know on. what's up you just you it's like, like no this is, is not a coerced are confession you okay, what dude? like well, <laughs> and then you like pry at the boards and you're like oh shit I didn't see that coming did you <laughs> like <laughs> All right. Well, like happy Halloween. The most boring murder mystery ever. Yeah. Like the the detective didn't do any work. Yeah. This is this is the the anti Poirot. Yeah, I was gonna say we should uh, the people that show up the th- the three detectives that show up should be Poirot, Sherlock Holmes, and like Miss Marple or something, and they all show up together and they're sitting there and it's like they're the three characters. And they're like, oh, we'll get to the bottom of it, but you seem lovely, la, la, la. And they're, like, not actually, he like... He just confesses. He like, just oh, freaks out like, and confesses. Oh, shit, that one was easy, y'all. We should hang out more often. <laughs> <laughs> just our presence brings out the crazy in people. His greatest mystery. <laughs> because there wasn't a mystery. He just confessed. He just freaked the fuck out. He just lost his fucking mind even though he's not crazy y'all not crazy no well that was a fun one i had not remembered how that story went i kept thinking like at some point there was going to be like i was thinking of a different story i was thinking of the raven the tap 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 oh yeah that's the raven that's that's the story i read that's the story i read because i was i kept waiting for like the thump 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 but that's not a heart (laughs) nope that's a bird tap tap tapping on my chamber door yeah yeah okay that's what I was thinking of when I was like waiting for I was waiting for like what's the word what's what's the word when you like the noise sounds like the word or the word onomatopoeia onomatopoeia I was waiting for that which is why it like it it got there so quick I went oh shit it's over so I am I firmly believe this has nothing to do with the story dear listeners and maybe you can answer this for me so onomatopoeia is the name of a word that sounds like the thing that it is, right? Tap, bang. These are onomatopoeia. Whoosh. Yeah. Is there a name for a word that is the opposite of what it means? Oh, like. For example, like contraction is an irritatingly long word, right? Lisp yeah. has an s in it, which is just it's fucking rude. So rude. And onomatopoeia doesn't sound like a word that sounds that like what sounds it means. Sounds like anything, yeah. It's like it's right. So is there a word for is it like anti-monopia? <laughs> That's my new band. <laughs> hey, we're anti-monopia. Let's do this. <laughs> that sounds gross. Anti-monopia. <laughs> anti-monopia. Sounds and, like an Italian uh, restaurant that failed. <laughs> Welcome to anti-monopia. <laughs> I don't know what their specialty is, but I wouldn't eat it. (laughs) Hello, Denver. We are Anti Montepia. Woo! What song is this? It's some old classical chamber piece. Oh, okay. I was like, it almost sounded like a a game show. 
anyway, happy Halloween, y'all. Happy Halloween. That was that was fun. I'm yeah, glad we decided I to do that. that. We were like, oh shit, we're in the woods. How are we gonna like? We didn't plan to like. We talked about it before we left. Should we bring all the equipment and like record up here like a, a like a traditional? And we were like. No, shit, let's just, like, sit by the fire and actually record one yeah. by the fire. So I'm really glad we did that. Hey, campers, thanks for joining us camping at the campfire. Literally. That was fun. Uh, write in, tell us what you thought of this. Let us know what emoji feeling this um, evoked in you. Yeah. I'm really curious to know. Uh, again, you can email us at 5050hoursproduction at gmail.com or message us at any of the social media. Uh, just look for Campfire Classics Podcast. And when you write in, go ahead and uh, use this week's secret passcode, which is one-upping Othello. One-upping Othello. Uh, all right. That's it for me. Anything else from you? Nah, I'm good. Cool. I'm ready to get back to just, like, sitting by this fire. Then in that case, thanks for joining us. And until next week, this has been Campfire Classics, where we try to read those books that look really good on your shelf. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. That's not a month yet. <laughs>